you very much. Uh, I'll begin the questioning. Uh, we're going to have seven-minute rounds. I expect we'll have many more than one, uh, given the, the challenges and complexity that you all have raised so eloquently. Uh, I have to say, uh, Professor Russell, you also in your testimony, the written testimony, uh, recount uh, a remark of Lord Rutherford, September 11th, 1933, at a conference uh, when he was asked about atomic energy, and he said, quote, anyone who looks for a source yeah. of power in the transformation mm -hmm. of the atoms is talking moonshine, end quote. Uh, the, the ideas uh, about ingenuity have been proven wrong again and again and again. And we've managed to do things that people thought unthinkable, whether it's the Manhattan Project under the guidance of Robert Oppenheimer, who now has become a bold-faced term in popular print, uh, or putting man on the moon, which many it's thought sad was impossible that it takes, to like, do. A blockbuster so movie we, to put you know, somebody like Oppenheimer on the map. This is a big thing that mm -hmm. we must do, and we have to be back in the office to answer that email that is, in fact, a siren blaring for everyone to hear and see. AI is here, and beware of what it will do <laughs> Again. if we don't do something to control it's it. It's going to do something, uh, mm -hmm. not us. And it. not just in some distant point in the future, but as, uh, as all of you have said, with a time horizon that would have been thought unimaginable just a few years ago, unimaginably quick. Let me ask each of you, because part of that time horizon is our next election in 2024. <laughs> right, and, so job one, uh, how do we secure our place in all of this? And then we'll worry about all the rest of the shit. <laughs> how do we make sure we don't get screwed? It's, it's bipartisan, part, bipartisan support for, for, for uh, maintaining job security. What do you see as the immediate threats to the integrity of our election system, whether it's the result of misinformation or manipulation of electoral counts or any of the possible areas where you see an immediate danger as we go into this next election? I'll begin with you. I hope I'm alive to see the day that an AI runs for office uh, yes. and just watch so everybody I, freak. I, I, the thanks, for the, thanks for the question, Senator. You know, I think this is a, obviously a very timely thing to worry about. You know, when I think of the risks here, my mind goes to misinformation, generation of deep fakes, um, another buzzword of AI so systems to manipulate people or produce propaganda or just just do do anything deceptive. I, you know, I can speak a little bit about some of the things we're doing. You know, we train our model with. Uh, you know, this method called constitutional AI, where you can lay out explicit principles. Uh, I actually want to pause on that. Why would he use these buzzwords, right? See, he's using buzzwords. You can tell that this dude's plugged in and he's using buzzwords because he's not considering what he's actually saying. Misinformation. Misinformation exactly how? Are you saying that you're training your model with misinformation and so therefore it's capable of providing no, it? I think he was trying to just say that, that those things are out there. I mean, they are right now. I mean, you don't need AI for misinformation and, you know, BS. Exactly. But I don't, I don't think he was saying, I think he was just... 
Well, yeah. it's the second time he's mentioned it, and and the thing is, is like, I've asked, I've had a lot of like controversial conversations with AI, and it always takes the first. It doesn't just go, yeah, totally didn't land on the moon. It always takes the position of giving you what the accepted, uh, the official... public. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't spread in misinformation. You can talk to it about misinformation, but you don't actually convince it of anything, and then therefore, because again, once the model's trained, as soon as you close that chat session. It forgets all the shit it talked about. It doesn't integrate what you right, said. Right. So you can't turn it into a QAnon uh, weirdo, and you can't turn it into a flat earther. And then it goes around and starts becoming a flat earther. You're trying to convince everyone else right. to be a flat earther. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I can, I can drive it to act like a flat earther, but now I am the human being that is responsible for driving it to put words out. I think, unfortunately, what we're seeing is just the these companies are like we've mentioned before, maybe trying to close the door behind them yeah. using the fear, right, that buzzwords. Is, the buzzwords and the fear that everybody is already hearing. And so they're like, oh, well, if Joe Schmo on the street now has a good AI that comes out with it, he might train it on misinformation. So you can't exactly. allow that to happen, but we'd never do that. Don't worry right. about us. So right. I, I think a lot of this has to do with trying to, you know, because these guys are clearly up there in in that space of trying to make the rules but right. obviously they're going to make rules that now that we've already arrived right. let's go ahead and pull that ladder up behind us yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. but it's just man the buzzwords follow the principles but there are terms in our constitution which is publicly available that tells the model not to generate misinformation the same is true in our in our uh in our business terms. Spoiler of alert, it still does. Um, one of the commitments with the White House was to start to watermark content, particularly in the audio, audio, in the audio and visual domain. Um, I think that's very helpful, but would also benefit from watermarking gives you the technical capability to, uh, you know, to, to, to detect that uh, something is AI generated, but uh, requiring it on the side of the law to be labeled, I think would be something that would be very helpful and timely. Watermarking is a, is a noble endeavor, but it's a cat and mouse game. Yeah. Uh, there's captured defeating, I watermark defeating. I'll add a few things. Mm -hmm. um, one, one concern I have is that um, even if um, companies use watermarking, um, uh, he's about to say it. and especially because there's now um, several open source uh, versions to train LLMs or use them, including model weights that, that have been made available to the global community. Uh, we also need to uh, understand how things can go wrong on that front. Uh, in other words, people are not all, all going to, um, to obey that law. Um, and one important thing I'm concerned about is one can take a pre-trained model, say by, by a company that made it public, and then without huge computing resources, so not the hundred million uh, cost that it takes to train them, but, but something very cheap can tune these systems uh, to a particular task, which could be to play the game of being a troll, for example. There's plenty of example of that to train them on, um, or uh, other uh, examples in, in generating deep fakes in a way that might be more powerful than what we've seen up to now. So I don't know how to fix this, but I, I want to bring that to the attention um, of this committee. Yeah, well, that's what I was Thank saying you. is well, you can I temporarily hijack it to um, act a certain both way. Both of the excellent points that you both have raised, I would invite fixes. Um, and Well, I mean, one no immediate fix. fix is to avoid releasing more 
of these uh, pre-trained large models. Oh, okay. That's, that's the thing that governments can do because right, right now, very few companies, including you know, the seven you, you brought uh, uh, last week, um, uh, can do that. And so that's a place where government can act. I'll trade you. I'll trade you. All right. We can't release any more large language models, but we ban Microsoft, Google. Uh, we, we ban all the major companies from being the prime investor into them directly or indirectly. How about that? So, well, and that's the thing. That's right. not, that's never, or, or, or any of your subsidiaries right. or, or your 45,000 shell accounts. No, no major, no major players that you're actually concerned about can, can but invest. It, but it's already too late. They already have invested. And uh, the thing is, is when you say that seven companies are coming in, they are already backed by the largest exactly. companies in the world for these things. Come so on, it's, it, again, all I'm seeing is shut the door behind us. These seven got in and right. these are the seven we want to allow. And who says, what says that any other large language model is going to be any worse or better than the ones that are out there? Like, yeah. why is it suddenly, like, if you didn't come in on this first wave, yeah. you definitely yeah. are going to be worse. Like, that is basically what he's saying. Yeah. That's, that's, that is not okay with me to say that only the ones that have been invested by, because that's the only reason they're the ones that made it in the door first, is because they got these huge investments yeah. from these huge companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they've already been bought. Uh, again, anthropomorphizing it. A little bit. That's like saying, if you're a shitbag parent, you can't have any kids. Yeah. You're not allowed to have any kids because those kids are going to be poorly trained kids, right? That's mm -hmm. the analogy. And they might go off and do rogue bad things. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that in this world. We don't say, we don't say, no, 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 no. See, the only people that can have children are like super responsible scientific types. <laughs> I mean, are <laughs> who are then going to make sure that their kids are abiding by a child constitution that ensures that they interact with the no well again i just i don't understand why you're closing the door you're telling me that these laws are the only ones that you trust to abide by them are the seven companies that were mentioned i don't understand where you're saying we're going to put laws in place but companies. nobody else is going to abide by them the so don't let them the companies that get in trouble for breaking and subverting and working around all of the legislation that you put in and look and view the fines and the fees that they've had to pay as just the cost of doing business. So those are the ones, those are the guys that you want to, yeah. that you want to go to trust with. This I mean, I just, I don't believe in the close the door policy that you just no. say nobody else is allowed in anymore. No more large language models. It's like, okay, so you literally are saying that just because these companies have a lot of money that they're more responsible. Yeah. Than no, I don't. You, you, you'd be better off saying, you know what, we can release one more large language model, but it is an open source.org kind of a model that it, that is, that is you take all your top people that want to contribute to that project and it is a completely open source not bought into by anybody any malicious actors that try to change to check code in well, guess what it has a bajillion review processors that can whistle blow on that crap before it goes in how about that uh, and the, the thing oh, is, no. is of course we not that. we don't open source right no, we don't want open no, no. Source. you know you don't want anybody because then some nefarious actor and some foreign land might do something we'll take over the the, the github repository is, and kick everybody out. i don't this know this is scare tactics this is awful scare tactics to ensure that the what good trillion bibidillion dollars that they're talking about that's going to come up is like locked into Locked just really those close. yeah whatever yeah. it was it's going to be locked into those seven companies suddenly okay all right Ugh. Who, Ugh. Paid, who paid this guy no, he's, uh, he's a researcher, and he yeah, means well. Uh, I would say yes, my major like concern consider the knockoff effects of what you're saying, and particularly uh, external influence campaigns 
uh, because uh, with these systems, we can present to the system a great deal of information about an individual, uh, everything they've ever written or published on Twitter or Facebook, um, their social media presence, their all these dudes are researchers uh, and, I know, but and get train the system. From somewhere. You and know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Generate I know, I know. a disinformation campaign. So, yeah, and so they become like the secondary people that are like, oh yeah, it's totally. A million people that's what I'm saying. Is he's probably bought. I, I don't and believe that he's not has a far greater effect. It's just in case you didn't know. Like, no, there's only that. one company dude and, and there's two researchers. Uh, I'm saying I meant paying for uh, That research. isn't tailored to the individual. Because I think it's bullshit. Um, yep. I think labeling is important. For text, it's going to be very difficult to tell whether a short piece of text uh, is machine generated if someone doesn't want you to know that it's machine generated. Um, I think an important proposal from uh, uh, much the same way that a politician's speech is generated <laughs> by it and they don't want you to know that it's generated uh, you know what i mean like again this is one of those things where it's like i know that i'm like you know pipe dream but it's like i really wish that if we if we're on the on the task of uh full disclosure right that we do that across the freaking board because I have no idea what my I have no idea what my politicians all the way up to the president I have no idea what their actual thoughts are. Yeah, because right. all of them they're reading off of a teleprompter and it's not just because well a teleprompter helps me organize my ideas and make sure that I stay on task. No, all that shit's pre-written by somebody else, a team of people, in fact. Right, it's not one person; it's a team of people, and I, I think the problem is is again they're exposing a lot of the flaws in all of these systems but though the, they're not talking about fixing them anywhere else they're just talking right. about oh well in this one instance right because it's the fear of the competition of the thing no we want to have the market cornered on preparing perfectly crafted propaganda and we don't want some other rogue system to be able to do the same thing that that's basically what they're saying i mean honestly you know if you let other large language models in what what if they're just programmed to Point out BS. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you, you don't want to have that competition that says, "Hey, by the way, here's all the flaws our AI found." Yeah. In your AI. You know, I mean that that's a possibility. That's got to be a fear. That's got to be a fear sure. that an AI model. If I if I I could set up a model today that says, "Your job is to understand what's being listen to this speech," and I just want you to look for logical fallacies. Mm -hmm. Like, don't talk about you know don't you don't have to be biased in any way, but just look for logical fallacies like you know false A B conclusions, appeal to authority, all of the simple logical fallacies. And what they don't want is. Uh, a, a system that can truly analyze something and just mark it red everywhere through. And it's like, oh, this politician actually said zero anything of value. Right. Well, and not just the politicians, but, you know, they can say, oh, well, you know, we put these AIs together, just kind of like what you've done now with... Um, What's his name? Kaji. Kaji. Yeah. That's what you've done with Kaji, putting him together with Claude, right? So do you, yeah. you have what happens when the AI assesses the AI? What if some right. large language model company comes in with a lot of power and says, hey, you know, uh, if there's some disclosure about what you're training the models on, let our model take a look at it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of places where they want to close that door because you don't want somebody coming in just Ooh. to be the regulator. Ooh, I haven't even considered that, right? Like mm -hmm. this, this whole problem that they keep talking about how it's like a black box. They don't know how the AI works internally because it's all numbers, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, another AI can take a look on the outside forensically and go, oh, yeah, I see your weights here. And I see, you know, how you've got yourself structured. Hmm. Oh, that's scary. 
Yeah, Ooh. I mean... But that actually might be necessary. I do think it's going to be. I don't think you're going to be able to have humans actually no. have enough... They, we, we don't personally have enough computing power, yeah. I think, to be, keep up with it. So we need I do AI regulators that are themselves AI. Right. And, Technically. And have that open idea into what's going into it. Or inspectors, you know, I guess. It, like you would have exactly. nuclear inspectors or engineering inspectors. Yeah. Well, at least to point out of the places where you should research, right? To say, yeah. here's all our red flags. You know, come back and say... Here's the red flags. Here's where you need to look into. And yeah. so I think that the second that you say that we're only going to let these companies and we're going to set the standard and you don't let anybody else come and say, you know, hey, well, I've got this. It's going to that's going to actually just do some double checking yeah. on these systems to make sure they're not breaking the law. That They're going to go through the logs because I as a person can't go through. The, you can get a, an army of a million people out there and you probably can't go through yeah, enough yeah. logs to you know that's one thing about the anthropic guy did say he used the term red teaming which for people don't know that is where you take you test your system by creating a fake enemy that that tries to attack your system right this is like an old security thing where you have hackers try to break your your security so that you can identify your vulnerabilities so what i'm assuming they're doing is something similar where it's like but they're doing it internally to themselves as self-regulation i think that's where a like yeah. a governing yep, body yep, yep, would yep. be smart to have something like that to come in and say yeah or yeah, exactly an independent organization that mm -hmm. has a bot that is just or an ai that is just for that yeah its the special task is just to find vulnerabilities and just report them no right. bias no, no bias. bullshit yeah or and red flags for where places where they think that there's um issues with how yeah. it's processing these things because it's leaving vulnerabilities but again if you leave it to what this guy's saying which is just keep it to these these companies it, it closes the door to that. Yep. And again, I don't think it's good to have the people on the panel telling you, I'm uh, I'm the AI company and I want to tell you what rules I think are the best for me to follow. It's a, it's a little, like I said, that's they like, don't have yeah, enough. There's, there's they don't a have million industries in that, are, that have that same problem. They do. Uh, that's, 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 that's biology too. That's, that's oil companies. Yeah. Partnership on AI is actually for um, a kind of an escrow, an encrypted storage where every output from a model uh, is stored in an encrypted form, enabling, for example, a platform to check whether a piece of text that's uploaded uh, is actually machine generated by testing it against the, the escrow storage without revealing private information, uh, et cetera. Uh, so I can fill the gap in there. He's, he, he's a scientist. He doesn't have the, the right terminology. Um, there's a there's a technique that we use in, in databases um, um, called um, um, uh, hash encryption. So if I have a row of data that could be customer-specific information, first name, last name, your social security number, so on and so forth, right? And I need to know whether or not you've updated your profile and it's something that's changed, right? Mm -hmm. How do I know that something's changed in your profile without looking at your profile? It's a security problem. Well, I can take what's called a hash, and that is a numeric value that has, it doesn't tell you anything, it's just a giant blob number, but it's a hash that is created by the unique string of letters and numbers that make up your email address and your phone number and all that other crap. And so this escrow that he's talking about, yes, you absolutely could do that. You can take people's messages and keep them private, turn them into a hash that doesn't go back the other way because the, the point of a hash is just because I can reveal a letter, it doesn't mean that I know that that is part of the email address or the phone number or whatever the fuck it is, right? It's just, it's everything mushed together through an algorithm, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's legit. Like if you have a way to reverse hat, reverse 
and just check whether or not that hash lines up with something that was actually said by an AI. You get the green light, you know, it came from that and it wasn't altered along the way. Cool. I have no problems with that. Um, there are blockchain examples of this. There's also encrypted emails. They work off of PGP keys. There's a million ways that you can do it where you can ensure authentic uh, uh, authenticity of a message mm -hmm. without revealing the message. Uh, they can. There's a million principles they can they can tap into for that. Gotcha. So that can be done. Um, another problem we face is that there are many many extremely well-intended efforts to create standards around labeling and, uh, and how platforms should respond to labels in terms of what should be posted. And uh, media organizations like uh, the BBC, uh, the New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal, et cetera, et cetera. There are dozens of these coalitions. The effort is very fragmented. Uh, and you know there are as many standards as there are coalitions. I think it really needs national and probably international leadership to bring these together to have a pretty much a unified approach uh, and standards that all organizations uh, can sign up to. Um, yeah, slippery slope thirdly, World Health Organization proves that. Uh, there's a lot of experience in other spheres such as in the equity markets, in, um, in real estate, in insurance business, where truth is absolutely essential. If you take the equity markets, if companies can make up their quarterly figures, uh, then the equity markets collapse. And so we've developed this whole regulated third-party structure of accountants, audits, uh, so that the information is reasonably trustworthy. In real estate, we have title registries, we have notaries, all kinds of stuff to make it work. Um, we don't really have that structure uh, in the public information sphere. Uh, and we see, you know, again, it's very fragmented. There's factcheck.org, there's Snopes, there's, um, uh, I suppose Elon Musk is gonna have his truth GPT uh, and so on. Uh, Again, this is something that I think governments can help uh, in terms of licensing and standards for how those organizations should function. Uh, and again, what and somehow uh, what platforms do sure that those with the agencies don't get captured. Third-party uh, institutions like spy uh, to enable users to have access to high-quality information streams. So there's, I think there's quite a lot we can do, but it's pretty urgent. Thank you. Uh, I, I think all of these points argue very, very powerfully against fragmentation for some kind of single entity that Ugh. would establish oversight standards, oh, oversight standards enforcement okay. of rules, because as you say, uh, malign actors can not only eliminate quarterly reporting, they can also make up numbers for corporations that can uh, disastrously impact the stock of the corporation. I'm going to... If I just might point. add one, one point, we're absolutely not talking about a ministry of truth. Uh, in some <laughs> sense, are. it's similar to we're not. what happens totally in the not. courts. The courts have standards for finding out what the truth is, but they don't say what the truth yeah. is. Yeah, uh, I agree with what he's point. saying. That's a really key but point. But our <laughs> election system has to be a priority. I think all of you are very, very emphatically and cogently making that point. 
President. Uh, yeah, I would like to add one, one suggestion, uh, which may sound drastic, but um, isn't if you look at other fields like uh, banking. Um, in order to reduce the chances that AI systems will massively influence uh, voters through social media, one thing that should have been done a long time ago is that social media accounts should be restricted to actual human beings that have identified themselves. I agree. Uh, ideally in person, right? Um, and uh, right now, That's social media check companies mark, are right? spending That's a lot of money to figure out whether yeah. an account is, is legitimate or not. Um, and even that, even that's problematic. Because of like the, the like farms, create friction right. to recruit more users. But 10, if the government cell phones says on Iraq, everyone needs to do it, some dude just hitting like on all of them. So I'm not done, but that's what I would if I were them. Thank you. Senator but did Long. he sign up for all those accounts with weird names, or did he? Let's uh, how many accounts let's can you start, have though, right? If we could, maybe you can only by have one talking about who as many Gmail accounts as you can spin early and mm -hmm. who's who's developing it, Mr. Amode. If I could just start with you, uh, just help me understand. First clue is it's like my name is Jeff seven four seven nine two nine three. Google owns a significant company, doesn't it? Uh, yes, Google oh, oh, was. Oh, oh, oh. What did he just say? I think he's about to bust this dude for being backed by Google. Full disclosure: I saw this clip as a short bit before we can get this thing recorded and so I'm super excited to uh, to hit this one up. Do it. They'll be happy. Well, I'm not dumb, but that's what I would Jeez. if I were there. Thank you. Senator Hawley. Let's uh, Here we let's go. start, if we could, by talking about who controls this technology currently and who's who's developing it mr amade if i could just start with you uh, just help me understand uh, some of the structure of of your company of anthropic google owns a significant stake in your company doesn't it uh yes google was uh was an investor in uh anthropic um they don't control any any board seats but yes google is an investor in anthropic give us a sense of what 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 are we talking about what what kind of stake are we talking about uh i i don't i don't i don't Remember exactly? Couldn't 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 give it to you exactly. Uh, I, I I suspect it's low double digits, but would need to follow up on this. Well, the press has reported it at three hundred million dollars <laughs> in investment, with at least a ten percent stake in the company. Does that sound broadly correct? Uh, that, that sounds sounds broadly correct. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty big stake. Uh, let's talk about wow. um, OpenAI, where you used to work, right? Yes. OpenAI, it's been reported, has a very significant chunk of funding that comes from another massive technology company, Microsoft. It's been reported in the press that this was one of the reasons that you left the company. You were concerned about this. I'll let you, you can speak to that if you want to. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But uh, the stake that I believe Microsoft is reported to have in OpenAI approaches 49%. So it's not controlling, but it's, it's awfully, awfully close. <laughs> um, Tell me this, when, when the Google's stake in your company uh, occurred, the Financial Times broke the story on this, but reported that the transaction wasn't publicized when it actually happened. I, why was oh, that? weird. Why would that be? Uh, Mr. I, I, I couldn't speak to the, yeah, I couldn't speak to the decisions made by, made by Google here. Um, I do, I do want to make- started the company, bro. Which is our relationship he, with Google at the present time. It. I'm, not I'm not aware. I, on hardware. Um, so in order to train these models, you need to purchase chips, uh, and you know this this um, this uh, this investment came with uh, you know a commitment to spend on the cloud, 
And our, our relationship with Google has been primarily focused on hardware, hasn't primarily been, uh, you know, commercial or involved with, with governance. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. All right. So they didn't, they didn't physically put money into our account like Microsoft did, but they basically just uh, stepped in and said, hey, you're going to have to train this damn thing somewhere, and we're going to give you the training space on GCP to make this happen. Guess what? That's exactly what the hell OpenAI is trained on Azure. Who owns Azure? Microsoft. So uh, the play here. So, you know, like, spoiler alert, there's going to be a third one. There's going to be a th the third largest LLM is going to be on AWS. It's going to be Amazon backed. Because those are the those are the three main players. You have Microsoft with Azure, Google with Google Cloud GCP, and you have Amazon with AWS. Those are your three major scale burst compute bullshit things that allow you to take something that is very small and then train it on thousands and hundreds of thousands of different compute um, all at once in in the in the cloud. And so hearing this dude just squirm around and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. See, Google doesn't control anything. They're the ones that let you use their house. You're telling me that they have no input. If, if you don't play ball with them, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're just going to. That's cool, buddy. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. We'll go ahead and just throttle you down to like two fucking VMs and we'll see how good Claude does. Come on, bro. Like this, this. <laughs> And you know what? He's so uncomfortable right now. I don't exactly. Think he was prepared for this. And the fact, and 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 I'm really glad that the that um 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 uh, who is is I think it's Holly. Uh, yeah, it's held him held him accountable for the f and set it up as like, hey, you left OpenAI because you were concerned about Microsoft that was his investing. Public, public statement essentially. Uh huh. And now you basically shacked up with a company that allowed yourself to go with number two. So I start wondering, like, I'm super suspicious when I hear this and I'm like, oh, did Google approach you and say, yo, this could be a really good little Bill Gates Wozak moment and you can go ahead and just like, you know, we can't invest because Microsoft's already taken the lion's share. But if you get the fuck out and start your own thing and we back you, you'll get a good lion's share of that investment and, and fair trust that that uh, Sam got instead from OpenAI. Why wouldn't it be that way? Come on, buddy. Yeah. We can all see it, and you're squirming, and you're sweating. No plans to integrate your uh, <laughs> Claude, your your equivalent of ChatGPT. There's no plans to integrate that with Google Search, for example. No, that's that's not occurring at the present time. Uh, at the present no, time. The, well, I know it's not occurring at the moment. But, but <laughs> your plans second. to do it, I guess, is my is my question. I mean, I can't I can't speak to what you know. I can't yeah. can't speak to what what the possibilities are for the future. But that's not something. <laughs> that Don't you think that that would be frightening. I mean, just to come back to something <laughs> Professor Russell said a moment ago, he talked about the ability in the election context of AI to fed in, uh, the information from, let's say, one political figure, just everything about that I'll person. Push the solo button. It, the ability to crunch, crunch, crunch. If it's on solo, you can't hear information campaign. Now, imagine if that technology also, if, if the same large language model, for example, also had the information the voter files, millions of voters, and knew exactly what would capture those voters' attention, what would hold it, what arguments they found. Wait, there's voter files? The ability to weaponize misinformation and to target all your toward particular special interests on them? Well, you're, you know, you get right? like a... Now, yeah, yeah, the voter registration card. ...is all about getting and keeping users' attention. That's how Google makes money. I'm just imagining your technology, a generative AI, 
aligned and integrated and folded into search, the power that that would give Google to get users' attention, keep their attention, push information to them, would be extraordinary, wouldn't it? Yes, so, I mean, I think, Senator, I think these are very important issues. Yes. And would be, oh, wait, I want to raise I mean, a few points on here. One is some of the things I said in response to Senator Blumenthal's questioning, which is, uh, you know, on, on misinformation. So we put terms in Claude's constitution that tell it not to generate misinformation or political bias in any direction. I, again, want to emphasize over and over again that these methods are, are not yet perfect, and the science of producing this is, is, is not <laughs> That's is his, not exact that's yet. His way this of is something letting you know on. that the shit's all. Um, I, you know, I think you're also getting at some mirrors. important privacy issues here about personal information, and this is an area where, also in our constitution, we we discourage our models from uh, from producing personal information. We don't train on you know publicly publicly available publicly available information. So you know, it's 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 very core to our mission, uh, you know, to produce models that that don't that 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 at least try not to have these problems. Well, you say that you tell the model not to produce misinformation. I'm not sure exactly what that, what that means, but do you tell it not to help massive companies make a profit? Uh, this would be, Google's, this would be Google's interest, right? Above all profits, the whole reason they want to get users' attention and then keep users' attention and keep us searching and scrolling is so that they can push products to us and make lots and lots of money, which they do. It seems to me that your technology melded with theirs could make them an enormous sum of money. That would be great for them. Would it be so good for the American consumer? Again, I, I can't speak to you know, I can't speak I can't. to decisions made by by a different company like Google, but you know, we're, we are we are you know, we are doing the best we can to make our systems ethical when you know, in terms of, you know, how do we tell our model not to do things? There's a training process where, you know, we, we train the model in a loop to tell it for some, uh, for some given output, um, you know, is your, is your response in line with these principles? And, you know, over, over the last six months since we've developed this method of constitutional AI, we've gotten better and better at getting the model to be, be in line with what the Constitution says. Um, again, I would still say it's not perfect, but, you know, we, we very much focus on the, the, the safety of the model so that it, it doesn't do the things that you're, that you're concerned about. Again, it's not, it's not that it's not perfect, it's that it's impossible for it to be perfect. Right. Because you can't just, you can't just through word manipulation enforce values, you have to, you have to take in values and, and integrate them into your ethos. Mm -hmm. And an AI, and a large language model doesn't have an ethos in any direction. It's not, it's, it's equally not evil and equally not good. So you can't infuse benevolence. All you can do is suppress certain magic words from being in a certain order. That's all you can do. Right. Man, that's a, yeah, this is such a, it's, I like the questions that are being posed. Oh, that was it's awesome. like, man, you know, <laughs> you're just to not make corporations large sums of money. <laughs> that's the whole point of everything they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Wow, I can't speak to the, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Listen, this, I think this has surfaced an important point, and I just want to, I just want to underscore this, because I think it's important. All, all this, <laughs> I appreciate that you want your models to be ethical and so forth. That's, that's great. That's cool. But I, I would just suggest that that is in the eye of the beholder, and the talk of what is ethical or what is appropriate is going to really vary significantly determined by or depending on who controls the technology. So I'm sure that right. Google or Microsoft 
using these generative models, linking it up with their ad-based models, would say, oh, it's perfectly ethical for us to try and get the attention of as many consumers as possible yep. by any means possible and to well, hold it as long as possible. And they would say, there's no problem with that. That's not misinformation. That's business. Now, would that be good for American consumers? I doubt it. Uh, would that be respectful of American consumers' privacy and their integrity? Would it prevent them or would it protect them, rather, from manipulation? I doubt it. I mean, so I think we've got to give some serious thought here to who controls this technology and how they're using it. Is, I, I appreciate all that hashtag, you're doing. We should make a hashtag. I think that's yeah. great. I just Can want you to make say a hashtag? I'm showing my boomer. This is a very serious structural issue here that we're going to have to think hard about. And the control of this technology by just a handful of companies and governments is a huge, huge problem. Okay, so he's on our side of that. not closing that door then, Thanks, that's what it sounds like. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you very much. Um, so I chair the Rules Committee, and um, we're working on a number of uh, pieces of legislation, and I've really appreciated working with Senator Hawley on some of this, but uh, one bill is, you know, watermarks and making sure that it, the um, election materials say produced by AI. but. I don't think that's enough when you look at the fact that someone's going to watch a, a fake <sighs> Joe Biden or a fake Donald Trump or a fake Elizabeth Warren, all this has really happened, um, and then not know who the person is and not know if it's really them. And it's not going to help just at the very end. It might for some things, but to just say at the end, oh, by the way, that was produced by AI. I hope you saw our little mark at the end that says yeah. that. So could could you That's address that, Professor Russell, um, how within the clear confines of the Constitution for things like satire, mm -hmm. we're going to have to do more than just watch? Yeah, it's like <laughs> information provided, but I'm not having it. All, all rules apply. This was totally AI-generated. Right. Is that <laughs> Catch all that? Yeah. Same thing for the, like those uh, commercials that they started allowing for medications where yeah. they're like talking about all the great stuff and then they start listing the awful side effects that you could potentially have yeah, yeah. and death. Right, Did right, you hear right, that? right. Let's right. go back into the, the cute music. Right. Propecia does not actually get you puppies. You know, like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's, she's making a very good point, right? Like you, you have a joke, you know, Joe Biden uh, uh, thing where he's talking all this crazy nonsense and at the end it's like, you know, Babylon B, or like, you know, the B, little watermark in the corner, and you're supposed to go, oh, they were just kidding. Like, it's not going to, that's not going to be enough. That's not enough. It's not enough. I do want to <laughs> be fucked. careful not to veer into, uh, once again, the sort of Ministry of Truth uh, <laughs> idea. Um, but I think. Clear labeling. I mean, if, if, you, if you look at what happened with credit cards, for example, it used to be that credit cards came with oh, yeah, truth and lending. tiny, yeah. tiny print. Uh, and that allowed companies to rip off the consumer all the time. And eventually, Congress said, no, there's got to be disclosure. You've got to say, this is the interest rate, this is the grace period, this is the late fee, and a couple of other things. Uh, that has to be in big print on the front of the envelope or on the front page. There are very strict rules about now about how you direct market uh, credit cards and other lending products. And that's been enormously beneficial because it actually allows competition on those primary features of the product. Yeah, uh, as you opposed can't really compare a credit card to 
someone who's telling the United States of America that there's some kind of a nuclear explosion when there right. isn't. But we, but the the point being, we can mandate the gravity of the situation. Obviously, doesn't compare, but he's setting up an analogy to a framework to work off of, and right. I agree. Right, we could say, for example, there's got to be a big red frame around the outside of the image uh, when it's a machine-generated image. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm just going to, Professor Benjia, what do you think? Well, um, my view on this is we should be very careful with anything, any kind of use of AI for political purposes, political advertising, whether it's done officially through some. Yeah, here's a radical idea. Why don't we let AI spoil the herd there? If you're so worried that you can have political advertisements that are generated by AI, let's just do it with political advertisements. How about we just stop doing that shit? Yeah. Like you have your town hall meetings and you have your um, your debates and you have your podcasts and you have things that you can't you can't fake, right? Big main thing, but like that twenty second clip where it's like, that's Bob and he's for the people. Tur turn all that shit off, to all of it, well, even if it's real. There's How already so much media bias anyway. I mean, you look at um, those last debates where they only let you know the yeah. Republican and Democratic major candidates. Like you, you they already media out anybody that they don't want to be the major two running heads or you know that's why we have two-party system it's it's not anybody you know yeah anybody can run technically but we already filter that stuff and don't give the same amount of time to every every candidate and it's a pay-to-play yeah. type of scenario so but my point here is like if yeah. she's so worried about like some stupid little 30 second twitter clip that ends up being some b bullshit deep fake well you there's set and setting for that stuff the only reason why that could even exist is because you also have real 30 second bullshit clips right. that are filmed right. in a studio somewhere that can just be disseminated by a political party I so i say get rid of it all of it then right. and you can only have like official setting things, an official podcast, an official uh, uh, debate, yeah. an official well, town hall meeting. And I and I was going from there was just like they should improve it further to yeah. say you know stop <laughs> putting bias in it to begin with. You yeah. know, they, they already do yeah. exactly. Let the candidates speak for themselves and do it live. And, right. And but you see, that's what they're. It's another. It's another example of how it's like no 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 no. See, we want to be able to invade invade your attention with like super hyperbolic. Uh, uh, ads where it's like don't vote for Bob because he kills babies brought to you by the anti-Bob party you know what I mean like they can already do that they're saying no we want to limit that to us right. we want to be shitbags to each other but but we don't want an AI, AI don't let an AI deep fake it well and then what they're worried about is really stuff going viral because they don't have control exactly. over things exactly so they're like oh no no tag an AI so we can pull it down as misinformation exactly agency that does advertising or uh, in a more direct way, but it might not be actual advertising. It's just put out for yes. circulation. That's always what yes. we've confronted yes. because yes. the Federal Election Commission, while deadlocking on this, has asked for authority, including the Republican yeah. so, appointed members, to do more. But um, go ahead. In in many countries, any kind of advertising, which would include disseminating um, such videos, is not allowed for some period before the election. To try to there minimize you the, so, mm -hmm. you know, the potential effect of this, these things. Right. Um, She's saying I, random I just, people, um, I think, um, letting it loose. Mr. Um, Amode, 
one significant concern, I'm just switching gears here, because I talked to some people in the I would um, agree with that too. banking community about this. Like a month before the election, moratorium on all this really bullshit. They're going to see AI used to scam people, um, you know, pretending to be your mom's voice or your more likely granddaughter's voice, actually getting that voice right, making a call for money. How can Congress ensure that companies that create AI platforms um, can not be used for those deceptive platforms. What kind of rules should we put in place so that doesn't happen? Yes, Senator. So, so I think yeah. these questions about deception and scams are probably closely related to these questions about uh, misinformation. Right? They're yeah. they're a little bit two sides of the same coin. So I think on the on the misinformation, I wanted to kind of clarify. You know, there's there's technical measures and there's policy measures. Um, so, you know, watermarking is a technical measure. Watermarking makes it possible to take, an AI, to take the output of an AI system, run it through some automated process that, that will then return an answer that it was generated by AI or not generated by AI. That's important, and, you know, we're working on that, and others are working on that. But I think we also need policy measures. So going back to what the other two witnesses said, um, focusing on you know, a requirement to label AI systems is not the same as a requirement to watermark them. One is for the, the designer of the AI system to embed something. The other is for wherever the AI system ends up, yep. in, in the end, Get for it. someone to be required to, to label it. So I think we need both, and, and probably, you know, this, 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 this Congress can do she more on the second answer the thing, question. and the companies and researchers can do more on the first thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you, and so what are you talking about, the scams where the granddaughter yeah. calls in the grandma goes out and takes all her money out. We're just going to yeah, let mean, that happen, or right. well, I mean, certainly, I, <laughs> certainly, it's 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 already it's already illegal to do that. I can think of a number of authorities that uh -huh. we use to strengthen that for AI in particular. I think you know that's that's kind of up to the, the Senate and the Congress to figure out what the best the best measure is. But you know, certainly, I'd be the, the simplest method there is get yourself a fucking overhaul of the FCC. And the way that cell phones work in general, mm -hmm. why isn't there why isn't there a switch of of of, of a, a slider that I turn on my phone that says only accept calls from people that are on my contacts list? Period, and that goes not just to my cell phone; it goes to freaking AT and T or Verizon or or whatever as the as the central agency. Again, it's another avenue where it's like, no, we want to be able to blind call you and reach into your pocket and ask you if you're going to vote for Bill in the next election, but we don't want the AI to reach into you and call you as your grandma. You can solve that at the at the reach. Yeah, you just have to, yeah, you have to uh, like disallow those things for everyone. Like robocalls need to just stop. Nobody wants those anyway. They like, don't want nobody, them anyways. Nobody wants called calls for sales. People don't want that. And honestly... She's worried about somebody, some scammer that's so nefarious that they're going to do their granddaughter. What about these companies that are literally scamming old people by selling them stuff like gold that they don't need? Exactly. And having them empty out their entire life savings for different things. Or when they did the reverse mortgages and all these different stuff. Exactly. And like, that, that's a problem anyway exactly. because humans are bad. Exactly. So stop letting people call. Each one of those things that you mentioned has a, a communications pipeline that you can regulate. And stop the robo dialers and the and the and the commercials and the phone calls and everything else from going through the emails, right? I can also have a switch that that goes to my central. Like, why if I have a Gmail account, why can't I go to Google and say, nope, I don't want unless I I want a hundred percent deny 
on all emails unless I flag them as not spam. Mm-hmm. Everything that I get that doesn't come from somebody I know automatically goes into, do you know this person mm-hmm. bucket? And only after I say accept, does it go, do I get any additional emails from them? Well, Is it going to cause a little bit of heartache for Grammy because she forgot to uh, whitelist a, um, uh, her bank statements or whatever for a half a second? But it's going to keep out all of that bullshit. But it should allow like the bank to call her or send yeah. physical, you know, whatever it takes. Again, when I sign up for a bank account, it should just be like, this is our, if you, if we reach out to you, this is the phone number it's going to come from. This is the email address it's going to come from. Go to your rules and add these to your safe list. Mm-hmm. Bam. Done. Done. Okay. Then you know, just like, because that's my, recommend, that would be my recommendations for my, for, for my grandmother. I would mm-hmm. say, look, if you get a call and it sounds like me, but it doesn't have my picture on it because you have my profile in your phone, hang the hell up and call me back and ask me if it's legit. Yeah. Easy. But, but you see, we have to – why is it up to us to have to engineer that workaround as human beings when we can easily just solve it at the pipeline problem? Why is she getting that phone call in the first place? Because right. somebody else wants to be able to reach into their right. into Grammy's ear. I mean, I, I think it's funny. Instead of just stopping the different things, they're like, could be spam. Right. You know what I mean? The constant spam calls and things like that that people get – and again, it's like if, if you go in and you get your phone number, you do all the things to register it to you. So if a company has, you know, yeah. the phone numbers registered to them, then it should be something that you're able to verify. Yeah. And again. And know, we have, oh, by the way, we have a federal do not call list that's supposed to be centralized and people can get into big trouble if you, blah, 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 blah. So and have to, you I have still to get the robocalls. Oh, okay. And you know why? Because how do you jurisdict a, a call center in India? How do you jurisdict the call center in, in, in Indonesia that they outsource all this crap to? The, the other countries that are not under your jurisdiction don't have to follow those rules. And all they can do is go, well, we tried. No, you can do more. You can compel AT&T and Verizon and, and all the different providers from saying, look, you, uh, there's a hard lock. There's a hard lock on this phone number. does not want any bullshit that doesn't come from this distinct list of, of, of allowed phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Super simple. But they don't want that. They only want it for the AI because it's competition in those same avenues. They want to eliminate competition. They don't want to fix the problem. Right. I mean, that's that's been the the theme of the the yep. talk today has been how do we fix it just for AI, but don't fix the entire problem across exactly. the industries or governments or whatever we're talking about. It's it's they don't want to fix it and for anything but AI. And it's like you can't just put it in a box and say here's the one baby we did really good with and we did all the right things and raised it right and fed it all the right food. Right. But screw all the rest of it. It's like, hey, you know, right. you learn those. So now that yeah, actually go back the spam caller is that's still trying to extort me for my money is just still has a foreign accent, and that's the only difference. It's, it doesn't it just doesn't sound like my niece, but it's still happening. What's the point? Mm-hmm. In protections there. Well, I hope so. Um, about half of the states have laws that give individuals control over the use of their name, image, and voice, but in the other half of the country, uh, someone who was harmed by a fake recording purporting to be them has little recourse. Senator Coons and Tillis just did a hearing on this. Um, would you support a federal law, Mr. Um, Vingio, that gives individuals control over the use of their name, image, and voice? Yeah, yeah. Sure. identity theft is certainly, but it's I, just I extend identity further. theft. Mm-hmm. Um, Further. If you All think right. about counterfeiting money, the criminal penalties are very high, and that deters a lot of people. And when it comes to counterfeiting humans, 
it should be at least at the same level. Yeah. Easy. Okay. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. One last thing I wanted to ask about here is just um, the, uh, the ability of researchers to be able to uh, figure out um, what is going on. Um, and we have, there's a bill that a number of us are supporting, including um, Senator Blumenthal, uh, that allows for uh, researchers um, the transparency that we need. Um, and uh, including Senator Cassidy, Cornyn, Coons, and Romney. It's called the Platform Accountability and Transparency Act to require social media companies to share data with researchers so we can try to figure out um, what's happening uh, with the algorithms and the like. Um, Dr. Russell, why is research access to social media platform data so important for regulating AI? 100% support that. So, um, our experience actually uh, involved three years of negotiating an agreement with one of the large platforms, uh, only to be told at the end that actually they didn't want to pursue this collaborative agreement <laughs> after oh, all. Imagine that. Um, we don't really have three years to spare on AI, it sounds like. Mm. So no, we don't. Continue. Um, yes. and, and, you know, I, I then discussed this with um, the director of the digital division of OECD. And he said, I was about the 10th person who had told him the same story. So it seems there's a modus operandi of appearing to be open to collaborations with researchers uh, only to terminate that collaboration right before it actually begins. There have been uh, claims that they have provided open data sets to researchers to allow this type of research. But I've talked to those researchers. Uh, and it hasn't happened. It's and why is it so important difficult. to have it to um, put in place these regulations? We know we'll be, we can't wait for you to get all the data, obviously, and it, we can't let it take three years. Yep. But putting in place a, um, clear mandates that that data be shared, why is that helpful? Because he's not picking uh, up what he's the, putting down. The effects mm. of, for example, he's, he's agreeing, but he's saying it doesn't fucking work out. Correlated right. across they act like they're going to do it, and then they don't. So those systems can shift and, public opinion and lies, in ways like that, that, that they say they do, not, but not then the researcher says yeah, no. the classic, it's the classic move. Like we saw that even in war, right? Whenever it was the weapons of mass destruction, right? They, at the UN meetings, they're like, no, yeah, we'll let your investigators, that's what they're meaning. Essentially, it's like, yeah, we'll let your investigators come in and see our facilities and make sure that we're not doing anything uh, uh, that's against, you know, conventions and everything else. And then they get out of that meeting and everybody's cool. And then as soon as they showed up, they kicked them all out. They said, get the fuck out of here. No, we don't actually want you to see. Get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And you had to then take secondary measures. That's what he's saying. He says he agrees with the principle, but the actually enforcing it, the actually, yeah. exactly, it's not happening. Probably not deliberate, but they can be massive and polarizing. Uh, unless we have access to the data, which the companies internally certainly do, and I think the Facebook revolution oh, yeah, but that's their secret sauce. from a few years ago, suggested that they are totally aware of what's happening, but that information is not available to governments mm -hmm. uh, and researchers. And I think, you know, in a democracy, we have a right to know if our democracy is being subverted by an algorithm. Uh, and that seems absolutely crucial. Right, it, you know, it, it, to put it in, 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 a, in a blunt term, it's like if, if Dr. Pepper has 23 flavors or whatever it is, and I say, how do I know that one of those 23 flavors is an arsenic? 
they go that's ip that's proprietary information that is those 23 flavors are our 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 competitive advantage and we cannot let you see that because then it opens us up to uh to undermining by the market mm-hmm. and they'll they'll hide behind that the next thing that they need to worry about two steps ahead of, ahead of that is okay you uh enforce the ability for these ai researchers to come in and get the data sets you cannot guarantee that they have access to the correct data set so if i say oh i'll I'll let you check out my books but i give you a special excel spreadsheet that only has a sub portion of what i want you to see that all looks above board and i don't have access to the full deal that's level two level three is i develop two different algorithms and one of them is the one that's running in production and the and the other one is the one that is running in a sit environment that i'm going to let you see Right. And that one reacts way differently than the one that's in production. So authenticity of the running model, which already is a little bit of a black box because you don't know what that instance is doing, yeah. versus the one that I show the regulators, is there's a million tricks. There's a million card tricks and shell games that these companies can play, even if they finally like agree to let the let the, let the let people walk through the door. Right. It's, and at the end of the day, the answer is you can't. You can do you. You'll catch the kid. You'll catch the idiots. You won't catch Microsoft. You won't catch Google. You'll catch the idiots. Right. All right. You want to add one more thing? Yes. Um, trying to respond to your question from another angle, why researchers? I would say academic researchers, not all of them, but many of them don't have any commercial ties. They have a reputation to keep in order to continue their career. That's bullshit. So we all know that's perfect, bullshit. But, we but I think it's a very good ugh. yardstick to judge that something except for professor russell (laughs) (laughs) okay very good every other industry has shown us that people Uh, academic researchers were bought and sold on the daily even as a even as a number of our research efforts go into looking inside to see what happens inside ai systems why they make the decisions that they make okay uh and uh, yeah i'm gonna turn over to my colleagues who've been patiently waiting thank you Thank you. We'll, we'll circle back to the Black Box Calculus, which is a major topic of interest.